Better. <laughs> Better. Better. Water. 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 Go, some... Go down to Braxton, Hatsford, Southampton, Dorcha. Dorcha. Dorchester. Yeah. We're going to Mars. To Mars? No, Mars. To Mars. Mars. In Spain. Oh, Mars. Where's Christopher Walken from? Like Transylvania? Wicked Hello. smart. Wicked smart. He's not just smart, he's wicked smart. Tales from the Ditch, starring Sean Moss, Seth Wildshoot, and we have our guest, again, Cliff, Master of the Twelve Legions, Master of the Black Palm, Drinker of the Ale of Valhalla, Cliff. Hola, everyone. As they say in Poland, hola, como esta? <laughs> I'm cultured. I've been to four countries that didn't have people who look like me. That oh. makes me special. And a pro- that makes me a progressive. So you haven't <laughs> been to Germany. You've I the one the few countries I could go where I have relatives, I for some reason have decided I like to blow all my money. I'm not gonna visit those places. <laughs> so I could go to the Netherlands right now and I could go to all the countries next to it because my dad was born there, so I could apply for dual citizenship. Hmm. And you know I didn't? Because there's an application and I didn't feel like it. <laughs> it takes so, a while. Oh, it, takes I, it really doesn't. Pen. It really doesn't take that long. <laughs> I appreciate you enabling me, but it really doesn't. Anyway, so Cliff's on the show. See you guys. Sean, you got this. Nope. You guys may remember What's Cliff that? from the episode with Cliff. We have 60 more minutes? Okay. Our, our manager is telling us we need to keep this going. Yeah. Let's keep the this charade. going. Let's keep moving along. Here. I would like to thank no one because we've done this on our own. Where were the rest of you? Hmm? Hey, we got a donation. <laughs> That's right. We did get a donation. You got a donation? You have a sponsor? We got 10, yeah. ten bones. Which ten whole dollars. It was awesome. Look at that. Oh, yeah, we got to get pipes going, too. <laughs> so, Cliff. Hi. What's new for you, man? What's new? Since we last spoke, I've put on about 15 pounds. Okay. Mm. That's all muscle. All muscle, yep. That's what everybody asks me. Wow, you look bigger. And I'm like, yeah, you know, well, I've been working out with beer <laughs> and food. Doing those fork pull-ups. Yeah. They count. That's still reps. I don't know why. That's what I'm saying. It's still reps. You can still get... Large that way. You miss a hundred percent of the pasta you don't eat. Like a lot of people see that. Oh, mm-hmm. Good point. You're an enabler. <laughs> you don't win friends yeah. with salad. That's no, right. You don't. Actually, no one won any war on salad either. No. Can I tell you what? Hitler ate salad. I love salad. I have no qualms with salad. I know Whatever. people don't like it, and I'm a large white male, and I shouldn't like it. I love salad, man. <laughs> Especially you get salad with like some shrimp or like some good meat in there, dude. It becomes really. It good. It sounds like you Outback like Steakhouse. Meat. Shout out to Outback Steakhouse has the best salad. Oh, you will really? Ever? Yes. Order a side salad, no tomatoes or onions, blue cheese with your steak and shrimp. Mmm, already sounds good. It's. I don't even know. I don't know why it's so good, but it is so delicious. It's crispy and delightful and full of crunchy, crunchy goodness. And yeah. it's, mm. it's moist. And I know people hate that mm. word, but I love that word. It really is descriptive and moist. Our family, my wife eloquent. actually has a great salad recipe. So it's 
Kind of like a cob, like you got the egg, avocado, bacon, onion, all that stuff. And then um, with the less, you know, you get all the um, the dressing you're going to put on there, everything. And then you take the less and you throw it in the garbage and you eat the bacon with the <laughs> eggs and the guacamole. And oh, it's delicious. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with lettuce? It's just a flavor. Inhibiting. <laughs> flavor vehicle. It's a vehicle for flavor. That's all it is. I, I only like, like I, I no only like the, the devil's lettuce. lettuce. That's the only lettuce I <laughs> the like. The devil's lettuce. The heathen's herb. Oh, man. I love a good <laughs> salad. And I just want to shout out to salad. Let's hear for salad. I hope you get diabetes, salad. <laughs> I hate you so much. Yeah, what about the gym? Besides weight, what about the gym? Because you are not just your weight. I affirm you, sister. What about kickboxing? How's that been going? It's It's been great. We've actually, since January, we're up 100% in membership, which is f***ing awesome. Jeez. Okay. No small... Um, um, it's been awesome. I mean, it's we've... We're getting larger and larger and larger, and you all all are actually always at at the gym, which is good. Yeah, you know it's it's just getting large. I mean, the room is always full. Everybody has an awesome attitude. Everybody wants to train. Yeah, it's for everybody. Absolutely, it's absolutely for everybody. It truly is. Oh, I should update the audience here. Okay, since the last time you were here, Cliff. Yes. You pleaded with me to come by the gym. And I'm always like, I don't like sports and jocks <laughs> and sweat and things like that. But I made it over there a few times. And then I signed up for a monthly you did. Uh, thing. And, You're uh, a member. And, uh, yeah, it's been good. And it is for everybody. I have sparred. Super welcoming. Super yeah, welcoming. Yeah, I've sparred with four-foot girls. <laughs> and giant men, I'm sure, yeah, too. Yeah, and which I've we sparred have with, them. like, a six-eight. Man, the ball, right? Russia. Russia, mother of Russia. His name's Serge. Russia. Shout out to Serge. Is he Russian? Uh, he's from Lithuania or something like that. <laughs> but in <laughs> Eastern Bloc country. Oh. He was so. like, I was like, what's your name? He goes, Serge. And I was like, oh, Sergio. It's nice to meet you. He goes, no, Serge. No. And I was like, yeah, short for Sergio. He goes, not where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> not where I'm from. <laughs> or something like that. This is for mother of Russia. <laughs> I jab you in the face. But it's been good, man. Yeah. Uh, I, as a complete beginner, and if anybody knows me, I am the most uncoordinated person in the world. I, I don't, uh. Only when you're doing things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only when you're breathing. Mm-hmm. I don't. And so this has been really hard because if I've ever had a style of martial arts, it's been wild and unpredictable and cheap, you know, and like, uh, and uh, using equalizing elements in the fight to be able to win it because like I'm not bricks. very good. Yeah, yeah. But, I oh no, go ahead. But you actually aren't the only one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and that's what I, that's my point. <laughs> right. is there's plenty of like that's everybody is plenty Even of me, people who are coming in there that don't Brennan. feel yeah. like it and uh, and don't feel like they know what they're doing. And everybody's super nice and welcoming. And we go there and. Uh, we do some drills. We learn some things. Uh, we're coached on technique. There's always the opportunity to learn to do things better, right. which I think is really cool because there's a lot of very talented people like you and Brennan and, and Carlos and uh, Jake and all the other guys there. They're all very uh, smart. Super good. Yeah, yeah. Jackson. Jackson. He's a stud. He's, yeah. very, for Jackson. he's a stud, too. He's fought in Thailand. Yes, he is Crazy. Fought. And you in guys, Thailand. you guys just won two belts, right? Brennan won a title, right? And actually, Pete won a tournament, didn't he? Yes, he did. 
Okay, it was uh, 150 and 160, wasn't yep. it, tournament? Um, yeah. And then Brennan's was at, his title was at 180. Right. Short notice, too. Yes. That's not his division. Nope, he usually fights 165, division. 170. Yep. But, yep. Oh. And he smashed that guy. <laughs> it was it was he hard to watch. Literally yeah. <laughs> smashed that poor guy. Although he was awesome, he got creamed. So, I mean, he's a savage. He's a silent savage for sure. Props to actually showing up, by the way. All you guys who, I'm sorry. But if you're not going to fight, give them notice. At least tell them that whole not showing up to a That's weigh-in. not how it is, though. That's not how it is. People don't. People want to fight, but, I mean, it's the most anxiety-ridden thing ever to to challenge one other human to, a, to like, a, a fist of legs. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the most anxiety-ridden thing ever. When I heard it my to be. walkout music, I wanted to poop a little bit. I was like, <laughs> it's true. I it's so nerve-wracking. Right? I was like, I was totally good, and I heard the music. I go, nah. <laughs> that was all. I'm going to Flavortown now. Well, like, he's going to hate me for this, but he yeah. was like walking around and back, and he's all, I'm so nervous, man. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And I'm like, you've been here before so many times. You've always done this. This is your life. Yeah. But he's like, I know. I'm so nervous, so I don't know who he is. I don't wow. know where he came from. I don't. I don't actually understand what's going to happen. But he went out there and he just put it on the guy. I fought this guy, Kanai Joe, and no one knew where he came from or where he went. <laughs> where did that guy go? And I was like, where did he go? And <laughs> it's just his Joe? shots came out of nowhere. He came to fight. Um, no, so RCK, Real Estate Kickboxing, they're on Facebook. They're on Instagram, 95 Patriot Boulevard. They have classes Monday through Sunday. They have women's classes. They have bag classes. And to answer your question, I get this question all the time. Um, well, what if I don't want to fight? They think everyone who goes there has to have a pro match. And I'm like, no, there's tons of people who don't fight and they train there for health, just for health. Right. Yeah, so. exactly. You don't have to fight, but it is a <clears throat> Muay Thai at its core is a fight, is a sport oriented style. Okay. So, I mean, if you, it, it's, it's grown through its love of sport and people compete in it all over the world. And that's. Out of all the martial arts you see, it is a competition-based style. But absolutely, yeah. but you don't have to compete. But you probably will want to after a while. It's just yeah, a way to test want yeah. to. test your skills against somebody else. Maybe at your skill level, your age, weight, height, whatever it is. It's still one of the styles to where you you can compete all over, and, and you can see where you stack up. Now, if you just do that once. You'll understand yourself more than you ever will in any other way. I mean, it's... Oh. He, he's so right. It's so true. I can't tell you how many times in the supermarket I've picked fights with people just to test my skills. <laughs> like, there was this grandma a week ago. She had no clench. She couldn't defend elbows, and I beat her with, like, two leg kicks. Yeah, why she got a front? Well, yeah. she, to be fair, she should have been in my section. I was trying to get mangoes, and she just... What's up, Mango? I count the security coming in as a doctor stoppage, so I won. That's another one. I'm 15 and 8 with grandmas. There are eight who beat me. Eight of them beat you? Well, well one, had a, one had a taser, and I didn't have the defense for that. So I would say, too, as a novice um, going to the gym, uh, <laughs> I surprised myself. Like, I didn't go there because I wanted to fight, necessarily. I mean, you wanted I to there. fight me. You've been mad at me for like I went there, yeah, because years. I wanted to fight Seth as much as I could, but Everybody I... wants to fight <laughs> Seth. Or has fought Seth. Now you sound like my mom. <laughs> Even yeah. I kind of have. Yeah. So. 
But I went in there just, you know, because uh, I wanted to hang out with you guys and if it would be good for me. And, you know, I don't know why I went. But once I got there, I realized, like, how incapable I was of the simplest things. Not in a bad way. Like, I was never shamed for it or anything. But um, it's like, I want to land a punch fast. And I can't even move my hands fast enough to, like, get into an opening compared to, like, all the people who are there who are very experienced who right. are just, like, hitting things lightning fast, hitting pads fast. And I'm just like, man, I can't even, like, move the meat on my hands that fast. <laughs> you so were crazy. punching me while I was fixing my gloves, though. You got me that one time. Yeah, Remember? Yeah, that was good. No, he got me right in the face. I was like, oh, that was pretty good. He punched me in the face. No, but you have to understand that. Muay Thai is for everybody because it's yes. not a complicated yes. style. Yeah. It's not hard to learn. We don't have huge kicks. We don't spin a lot. Yeah. But if we do spin, we, we simplify the spin. Rad. It's not a hard style to actually do as a human. Yeah, there totally. Are a lot of other styles that everything's complicated. They, every move is broken down. You have to learn kata and forms and all this, all this, all this pre- put together self-defense shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, right, I mean, that's cool and all, but just learn how to put combos together. Like, Yeah, there's no swan crane right. form or anything. Right, there's it's none of like, that stuff. Move it's your just, hand it's over here. Move your, move your hands and feet, move your legs, your elbows, and hit stuff. And that's such a simple style, which is why people don't understand that it's easier to learn this than, than it is anything else. Mm. I just glue my gloves to my face and march. And if they don't knock me out, I get to hopefully throw a hook at them. Yeah. And then hooks. the bell rings and I go, huzzah. That's a Homer Simpson style, <laughs> right? Yeah. It is the Homer Simpson style. I'm, He's I'm like impregnable. 98% offense and like 2% defense. I'll do head movement when I get punched. My head moves. But you have such a hard right hand. Oh, I appreciate that. That's You're the welcome. sexiest thing. How dare you turn me on at yeah. time like this? It's such a hard right hand. Mm. You are ninety percent offense. I am very aroused. Ninety percent offense and ten percent extreme offense. One hundred percent. Do you want me to go? I actually thought of a topic. If you want me to go, you're up. I'm trying to get this pipe lit. Mm. Damn pipe! Him those drugs, huh? Hitting that pipe, yo. Hey, homie, where's the drugs at? I'm not a cop. Let's <laughs> go. Hello, young people. <laughs> So here's what I wanted to propose. Hold on. Okay. I'm so ready. We're going to talk about, um, oh yeah, you need the lighter for your crack cocaine, you drug addict. Crackhead. Um, I'm surprised you didn't crank here in Nevada. And I'm going to, Sean and I smoked crack once. So the thing is, um, that was true. We were 14. Um, that was the worst birthday ever. <laughs> it was your birthday. And huh? that RPG. Speaking of birthdays, yeah. how about my last birthday? Yeah. I was playing Breath of Fire. <laughs> yeah, your birthday was fun. I was playing Breath of Fire. I got so mad. I was like, why can't I beat this boss? And I'm like, oh, because I'm on crack. Um, and we're like, but, let's take a walk. Well, and we walked for just walk 12 off. miles. Ooh, that's a long walk. It, it, was, uh, it, it was not. Yeah. So <laughs> the topic, I'm going to set this up a little bit. So the topic of loneliness and having to be with people. Oh, I love this topic. So I have a bunch to say on this. So when I was growing up, I'd have TV shows and it was usually on TGI Fridays. Um, they'd have like this guy, like Boy Meets World, always chasing a girl, trying to date someone. Like half the show was trying to be in a relationship, trying to be with someone. <laughs> I remember it was such a big deal in middle school, high school, everything. Like, 
to be in a relationship, to be with someone, which is interesting now when I look back because I was surrounded by friends. I wasn't alone. I had friends. I had all this. But for some reason, there was this cultural thing of like, no, you have to be in a relationship. You have to do this. And I think it's part of this bigger lie that says the only place you can find intimacy is a romantic relationship. It's this lie that you can't find in friendships, anything like that. Which we didn't always believe, because you look at photos back in the day, you'd have guys with their arm on each other's shoulder, they'd write stories about each other. Wyatt Earp dedicated a book to Doc Holliday. They'd say, like, I love you, man, like, I care for you. You could find intimacy in friendships, it was platonic. If you flash forward now, we don't believe that. We go, no, you have to be dating, you have to be married, you have to be in a romantic relationship. And I chased that, where even watching these shows, it was almost poison. Because I'd find myself with this romantic idea when I was places, like, oh, what if I meet... The one, the one, if I meet the one, it'll fix everything. Or even like, oh, I'm at a hotel. Oh, a girl's going to walk out who's cute. We'll bump into each other. It's a silly thing. We'll have this like love affair, all this stupid ideas based on a TV show, based on Boy Meets World. And so much. And then I look back now and go, why wasn't I just more grateful to have my friends? Or even if with my friends, I still felt alone. Why were we so scared of intimacy or actually being honest and just talking? And why was I so terrified in, you know, and I think this is a Western thing of like, I cannot be by myself. That was almost like the worst thing possible was even I remember I went to movies once and they go, you went to movies by yourself. You drank by yourself. You went and I'm going, well, am I supposed to feel bad? I'm like, is that healthy that you can never be alone? You can never be by yourself. You always have to be dating that next girl. You always have to be with that new guy. Like... And the thing I think about is just what would my life have looked like if instead of always having to find the one, this pressure, like I have to find the perfect girl and be perfect in the relationship, which I am a raging butthole. I am not perfect in any relationship. I've had one workout out of 50. I've had one workout out of 50 and I married her because I lied to her and said I was rich. (laughs) Yeah. She's still asking anybody's one. That's what we all do. (laughs) No. But the thing is like even putting that pressure on someone of, you have to fix me. You're the one. You'll fulfill everything. Why is it in America we can't be alone? Or why is it we can't just go, what if back then I just appreciated the friends I was with? Said, hey, when it happens, it happens. Instead of saying, okay, I have to formulate this image and figure out a way to get this girl to date me and be who she thinks I should be, which ultimately it never worked out and never worked out. I just so many times, even when I met, and you know her, I I won't say her name for sake of the same reason as Voldemort, but like, (laughs) even when I met the girl of like, oh, I've chased you for five years, I ended up hating her, hating her. And was like, oh, I'm back to where I am. Versus I had friends who along that whole time loved me and I wasn't grateful for it. Why? Why? For 10 years, I ignored this fact that I had people cared about me because, well, they weren't a girlfriend. They weren't a girl. I need a girl. I mean, ignoring friends for a girl, ignoring, I mean... And that's one thing I'm glad about changed when I got married. I said, no, I'm still got my friendships because my mentality had kind of changed. But that whole idea of like, this person will fulfill me, this Jerry Maguire bullshit of you complete me. All right, Tom Cruise, Scientology, first off. Secondly, because I don't want to get sued, so I'm not going to say anything about Scientology. <laughs> Secondly. Yeah, we got we just got shut down. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, the whole studio goes dark. <laughs> KO, baby. <laughs> How is it fair to look at another imperfect human being and go, well, you're going to heal me. You're going to bring all my happiness. And then she's looking at me doing the same thing going, well, I thought you were going to fulfill me. I thought you would complete me and things go wrong. That was when I was punching drywall was women punching drywall because I couldn't handle things. I didn't know. I mean, 
my dad never sat me down and said, oh, here's how you should act in relationships and here's how you love a woman. And here, No, he taught me how to fight and how to work. So what is this fear, you think? And Cliff says he has stuff to say about loneliness. Why is that? Even I see in the church, in mosques, at gyms, at concerts, all these places, even on social media, the one thing I see is people seeking, chasing after, like, I can't be alone. I need to be in a relationship. What do you guys think? I would even say, viewers, I, this isn't in. what I think, but I'm just going to add to that. Like, this spans, <clears throat> I think, all romantic relationships, like... Whether it's somebody who we know a lot of gay people, whether it's a gay relationship, I know tons of gay people, or whether it's word, uh, I don't know, <laughs> non-binary, I don't know what it is. RCK supports the LGBT community. I saw a post about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's LGBTQ. Yes. Okay, yeah, I learned yeah. that from Dave Chappelle. But I, what I'm saying is, all romantic relationships. Uh, this, what you're talking about is a problem in all of them. It's not just because you were talking about searching for the perfect girl. Yeah. But I'm saying, I think that that exists everywhere. everywhere. It's an an American idea. Well, maybe not even American. Sorry. Go ahead, Cliff. Everywhere else sucks. I will not bow to your kingdom, America. (laughs) This is a loaded question. This is loaded. All right. So all in all, it comes down to loving yourself first, right? Like, but... We don't learn to love ourselves first. No. We never do. We're always looking for that next ring or the next purse or, or the next post or the ne- that makes us feel good. We're looking for validation from other people all the time. Especially now. It's so easy to get it, right? It's so easy to get it. If you, if you just go to IG, put something on there. Yep. People like, people like, oh my God, this is so cool. This is so funny. You're like, oh, I'm so happy now, but looking good, you don't, bro. Right. You, know, you look so good, but you don't have any interaction with them. They're behind the screen and there's everything that goes with that. Like even how they smell. Do they have good breath? Do they smell like poop? Do they have, you know, do they, do they like me? Do they have a stutter? I mean, I don't know. I, I can't tell that behind the screen, right? So why would you want validation from somebody you don't know or respect or, I mean, Look, I'm just like everybody else. I spent years and years and years with girls. I've been in four, rela- five relationships, three years or more. And I have actually lived in a home with almost all of them. And that's when you get to know somebody. It's when you live in a home with someone. And it was just me searching for that completeness, right? Like you, you go through life, you're taught early on that you have to have somebody else as a partner, as a companion. But in reality, the only person that's going to be there for you is you. Right? In the end, it's you. I mean, and it's only because you can only count on yourself. You can't change other people. The only person you have control over is yourself. And I, and I know that's cliche. And I know that's cheesy. But it's a, it's it's true. it's true. It's the absolute truth. And like, I think it's foreign to our culture. It's foreign to our culture. Wants to, to, a people, people. Yeah. to a lot of people. To a lot of people. I think worldwide it's like that. Our culture now is all about that. But before it was about ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Like marriage was about ownership. And hmm. explore that a little. I don't know. I'm not sure I know what you mean. <laughs> I know because I know everything. Shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> when marriage was f- f- first, when it was all proposed, it was about owning your wife. Yes. Right? Oh, okay. All right. No, yeah. Which no, is why I, she I took on your last name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't about a companion, I guess. But still, like, yeah, in you got that dynamic. Or whatever. Right. In a dowry. Yeah, right. A dowry. Everybody knew their place in that that dynamic, though. Right or wrong, they still knew how it was in that dynamic. Yeah. Well, now, since it's all changed, 
people don't understand where they fit in with another person, right? But that also means that you have to be sure of yourself and what you need from somebody else. But you shouldn't need from somebody else. You should you should add them into your into your whole life to enhance your life, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. They should enhance your life. They shouldn't make your life good. You should already have a good life, and you should already be okay with yourself, right? Be okay with yourself. I've spent years being by myself, yeah. and it's only because I search and search and search how to be happy. How do you be happy? How do you be happy? You just got to be happy with what you have. You just you you really have to understand that. Whatever it is you got, you got you have to find happiness in in everything. Like whether it's that bottle of whiskey, or this beer, or this podcast, or RCK, or the people at RCK, you have to learn to pull the happiness out of your life. Whatever card you were dealt, that's what you have to do. And the only way you can be happy with somebody else is if you're happy with yourself. Because as he said, you can't expect someone else to make you happy. Because if you're just not happy, you're going to find something about them that makes you unhappy, right? Mm. But that also, you also have to understand what you want. Like, what what is it? But so many people are unhappy. Like, like how many people do I really know that are happily married? I know a few, but I also know that a lot of them are not, Mm. right? That's because they rely on each other to be happy instead of just relying on each other to just be a couple. Like, mm. you pay your bill, right? You pay half the bills, you work, you come home, you take care of the kids, you make dinner, everybody has a role in their relationship, but they don't understand that as well. Like, it's it's complicated, but the reason why I failed in all of my relationships is because I've looked to them to make me happy as opposed to actually mm. finding what makes me happy first, right? Mm. And I think that recently, I mean, I've really started to understand what makes me happy. Okay. So I think that maybe I'm ready to be with someone that understands that too. But here's where it gets tricky. <laughs> like how many people my age know what makes them happy? Well, yeah. f- I haven't met any. <laughs> you how know many what I mean? People at sixty. True, I when I got married and didn't get rid of my problems or my weaknesses, it actually revealed them. Right. Exactly. Like I compare it to in a little way drinking. Like I'll meet guys who go, "Well, alcohol makes me pissed." And I go, I don't think that's true. I think that's in there. And it's just dropping the barrier so it comes down. So when I got married, I was like, ugh, you make me such a selfish butthole. And she's like, are you sure about that? I realized it was there. But when I was with someone else and I was put in a place where I had to serve them or benefit them, all my insecurities came out. When there were struggles, all my stuff came out. It's like pressure doesn't go, oh, I've turned you into something you're not. It reveals it. Like even when I had friends, exactly. When I had friends in the Marines, it doesn't necessarily. They have a saying. Some of the drill sergeants I've met, they're not creating something. They're molding what's already there. They're chipping away, like revealing what's there. You're either there or you're not. Like they look at a guy and go, "Okay, either they're gonna be a Marine or not." With my wife, it revealed stuff to me where I'm like, "Why do I lie about stupid crap?" I'm like, "Why am I that jealous?" And I go, "Man, I have a bad temper. Why?" I was with someone else who I'm looking at her going, well, you need a change. And she's like, yeah, I, I feel the same way about you. And things started coming out. Why? Because the bills weren't getting paid. We're struggling with money. She has expectations that were totally different than mine. She had totally different upbringing than mine. Even with faith, she was a different denomination than the one I was a part of growing up. All this stuff. And revealed things. And I couldn't look at her and go, well, you made me this. No, it revealed it. So I had to sit down and go, am I going to go down and get a divorce? Or am I going to fight for this? And am I going to deal with this stuff that now I see about myself and be aware? 
Or am I going to shove it under a rug and go, no, it's the whole world's problem. It's not mine. It, it's them. It's it's not me. But instead, I went, no, it's me. I, I need to deal with this. Even if I wasn't married, I need to deal with it. And I came back in the door. And I said, no, I, I'm not I'm not giving up. We're not going to make that an option. And we kept fighting for each other. And she had her stuff. She came to marriage with her problems, her wounds. Sure. She had all people, of us have our wounds. She had people who all dumped us have her. Our baggage. She had letdowns. She had times where her heart was broken. And the same thing with me. So we had to sit down and go, okay, we're two broken people. What we got to do about it? And it's just, but I know some people, they're 60 and they still go, nope, I, I'm not right. any of those things. It's right. the world. I have right. no right. problems. There's nothing wrong with me. No. And every relationship they have has gone up in flames. They've right. isolated everyone and they still look, no, it's the world. It's right. everyone. Else. They make me mad. They make me this right. way. Yeah. And no one talks to them. It no just, one talks to them, right. I don't know. Well, because they haven't admitted their role in their life. Yeah. Once you once you're able to admit your role in your life and really understand what it is that you know, I mean, as long as you can understand your role in your own life, then you can come to a a conclusion with other people, right? Yeah. Like I have a lot of good friends. I have a lot of old friends, but they're a lot like me. Like they really just love their life, mm-hmm. you know. And I understand that it's it's really tough. Like if you love your life and you love yourself, it's tough to come together, right? No. But lucky for me, I have RCK. Like, RCK is my wife. Mm. There you go. Like, RCK is my wife, and just like everything else, I get burnt out on that as well. But, I mean, it is so satisfying to help those people and to see them appreciate me. But all I'm doing is enhancing their life. Like, they came to me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't ask, I didn't necessarily ask them to come. I was like, here I am, come to me. And I happened to be there. So, but I couldn't be a coach to them if I wasn't okay with myself, right? But it's just like you said, we all have our hangups. But I mean, and that, it's just dealing with those hangups and understanding what your role is in your life in all aspects of every relationship, business, personal, or romantic, right? You have to understand what your role is in those relationships. And the only way you can be a good part of anybody else's life is to understand that, to make yourself better. Make yourself better and understand how you can enhance their life. And it's just like you. Like, we're, we're all damaged people. But we have to understand where our damage is. Yeah. And if we're, if, if we're adults about it and we come to the person that we want to give our reverence to or we want to love, why not just tell them? Yeah. It's like, why not just, just put it on the f- table? It's just like this table right here, right? Put, put your cards out, yeah. right? Put your cards out. That's it. This is me. Why hide, why hide things? You can't hide things from anybody. We're all, and we're all broken. Let's just be honest about it. Like, I, I don't know why we need to have, just be honest about it. Like, if you talk to anyone long enough, they've made a mistake. They've messed up some more than others and like the extreme, well, by cultural standards, but cause I try not to look at other people and go, Oh, well, I'm better than that dude. But like, all right. But the truth is we're all broken. If you, no one is going to walk through this world. And not have wounds. No one is going to walk through this world and not completely screw up. I have things I look back on and go, man, come on. What was that about? But the thing is this. I can look back and go, okay, I shouldn't have done this. But I don't live in it. Right. I go, okay, now I'm going to move forward. Because some I see two, I see two ways because America is such an extreme culture. People do two things. They either go, I've made no mistakes. I'm fine. And they just ignore everything. Or all they focus in on is regret and shame and self-pity versus saying this. I have stuff where I look back and go, I didn't do right by that person. I, that was screwed up. But then I go, 
but I'm here. I have two boys. I have a wife. I'm going to get up and go work tomorrow. And I'm going to think about it. I have. I've with my son. So we have a thing we do at our house. When I repent or say sorry to my son and he says, it's okay. I go, no, it's not okay. But I'm asking you still to like forgive me and be in relationship with me. Right. I don't, don't say it's okay that I treated you poorly. Don't say, oh, no, that's okay. Treat me bad. No, no, no. It wasn't okay. But I'm owning it. I'm asking you, what will you still be in relationship with me? And he goes, yeah. And same thing. Like, I would never look at my wife and go, hey, sorry, I screamed at you. Oh, it's okay. No, it's not. But if she goes, it's not okay, but I still love you. We'll work through it. She's going, yeah, I know we're broken because we both came into a marriage with what we were taught of like, man, this isn't what I thought. We were just busted up people of her dad had had cancer. She'd had people dump her. She had a guy say to her, I think we should just kind of date our own kind. <laughs> if that doesn't affect you, it affects you. So she's bringing that into right. marriage. Exactly. But she put on the table of like, here are my cards versus saying, nope, I, I'm good. I have no wounds. Right. I have no problems. And just, it just we're terrified. See, we all say we want intimacy, but then when we're called to it, so many right. of us are terrified. We run yeah. from it. Exactly. Run from it. Exactly. And I that- asked Sean to cuddle and he stabbed me so hard in the lung. <clears throat> I have. He's I, a handsome man, though. Like Look at his hair. His hair. First of all, why are you putting that pressure on me? <laughs> I have to make you happy. I you should took, be happy on your own. I took you to dinner. You owe it to me. No, I don't owe anything. Twenty stitches up in my lung, man. <laughs> the dinner. It was a butter knife, and it was Chuck E. Cheese's. Why do you have a knife? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You were just trying to save money. Yeah. Well, I know you cheapskate. It was, cheap ass. It was Tuesday. <laughs> it was Tuesday nights, dude. I had a coupon. I know. But you get two for turned Tuesday. up on the Tuesday. I was gonna take him to <laughs> Coles afterwards. Turned up Tuesdays at the club. Coles had some dickies on sale afterwards. <laughs> I was gonna buy them for you, but high and mighty. No, I, enough about me. Let's talk I about think, me. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> I blame Italians and the French. Why? Fuck the French. <laughs> aren't they the ones who had this uh, this romance culture that uh, Americans are so desperate for, where you watch the sun go down over the ocean with your partner? They'll actually physically like hug that. their friend and not be scared of being called gay, by the way, which I think is fine. Is that true? But you know what? I hug everybody because if you know me, you know I hug everybody. Which is good. No, we You're shouldn't be scared. All right. Yeah, they, there's nothing wrong here. No, I'm going to bring this Dude. up. There was a study All right. where they had... Guys from America, guys from Greece, England, Italy. When they looked at the guys from Greece talking, there was like 30 or 40 times where there was a point of contact, physical contact. Italy, it was like 20. England, it was like two. And America, it was like zero. And they've actually done a study and talked about, guess who has a huge case of severe touch deprivation? Inner city kids in gangs. And specifically from male contact. So... They have no male affirmation, no physical contact from males. And suddenly they're in a group full of guys who are affirming them, telling them they're awesome and they love them. It just, you should be able to say to your friend, I love you and not be, t- it's the over-sexualization in our culture. It, it you is. should be able to say, I love you. And it just and means not be that. T- I love you. Like what the f- is so wrong with that? So ridiculous. I tell That's every- a- Oh, sorry. Go Damn ahead. millennials with their rock and roll and their big <laughs> pants. Get off my lawn. Get off big Sean's pants. lawn. I don't have a lawn. I was going to say that. I, that. I feel like that's part of it. So coming into this conversation, one of the things I noticed looking back on my desire for companionship, I guess, um, like romantic companionship was completely sexualized. Like from even before I understand what sex is or have any sexual desire, 
in me because I'm like pre-puberty or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you know, girls and cooties and stuff like that. Still, for some reason, I felt like if I didn't have that, I was missing something or there was something incomplete. Something wrong me. with you. Something wrong with me because I didn't How have that How dare you want to be alone, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I think the sexualization of romantic relationships is part of it. When we can't honestly have... um a separation between romance and sex, I think there's definitely a problem with a person. And I'm pretty sure that's one of the signs of like, a, um, say it, uh, disturbed, like sexual deviant or something like that. When they can't separate sex from just plain companionship or something like that. I don't know. I didn't go to school, but it, there's something what like that. that that's, that's one of the School's indicators that somebody has, uh, uh, Right. A mental they have a problem, illness. Right? Yeah. Yes. They have a problem. The other thing that I think of is that through media, I definitely learned that like, um, if, if you want to have value in society, you're somebody who's in a relationship. The ones who were the loners or the ones who didn't have the girlfriend or the boyfriend or the ones who are struggling to have a relationship were always the ones who were portrayed in media as having lesser value, whether it was sitcoms or shows or whatever. And in addition to that, the, um, the way that we treat people who are not in that relationship, I think, uh, we, from an outside perspective, even kids in fourth grade or third grade learn from that. I remember knowing that, uh, if you're, I, I remember knowing as a young, young man that if you're a female and you're past 30, that you're called an old maid. I think I was yeah. told this actually from you were. a family member or something. Was it but me? But you're considered an old maid <laughs> and, uh, you're, you know, you've gone down a level in society. So if you have, if you have a rating scale, which is a very, uh, sexist and, um, I think even like, uh, kind of a precursor to human trafficking. But Nicole if you have Mackian? that scale, yeah. right? When you say, oh, that girl's a six and that girl's an eight or whatever, right? Um, when you hit 30 and you're not in a relationship and you're a female, I think you're automatically supposed to lose two points or something like that. And if you're a male, and you're past 30, and you don't have that relationship, you're a creep. Right, exactly. And well, it's like, everybody knows that. Sorry. I'm past 40, so I understand. <laughs> yeah. right. Did you guys see the Lindsey Graham interview about this? I know he's a random guy to pull up. No, no. I didn't. When he was running for office in this interview, and I thought, they're going to ask him about policy, they're going to ask him about war. One of the things they attacked him most was, why aren't you married? Really? And he sits there. And I see this guy, he looks vulnerable, about to cry. He goes, uh, well, I don't think there's anything defective about me. And he's having to defend, how dare you not be married? He's served in political office, whether you agree with him or not. I'm trying to give the guy benefit of doubt. He's donated money. He's, you know, um, graduated from college. And the interviewer wants to know, how dare you not be married? Yeah. Even at his level, this guy has spoken to the highest levels of power and he's having to defend himself, <clears throat> almost tears in his eye, why he's not a defective human for not getting, which by the way, I want to say to some people out there, if you don't ever get married, that's okay. Not everyone needs to get married. There are some people I know who genuinely like they're asexual. They just don't feel a lot of those desires. They really don't. That's okay. And, and here was this guy almost crying, having to defend, 
how dare you? How dare you not get married? Where he said the word, he goes, I don't think there's anything defective about me. I just, and they're, they were almost asking, do you think you're qualified to even lead in this capacity? Ugh. So they're telling him, do you think you're valuable enough to lead when you can't do this? And I just want to say at that point. First, and then they pick Trump. So there you conservative, go. Conservative. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> conservative America. Well, there you Here is we go. Absolutely ridiculous. Because conservative America masquerades <clears throat> as this group of people who are into family <clears throat> values, or if they're really brave and really hypocritical, would say even Christian values, right? This is a Christian right. nation. We have God on our right. dollar and blah, 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 blah. We have the but, pyramid but of the Masons on our That's dollar. recent. That's yeah. recent. We know that. Too. Well, I think. I mean, I think it started with uh, kind of a Puritan influence on the way this country. Th- that went pyramid with the eye on the dollar. Remember that was in Matthew, the book yeah. of Matthew, the pyramid. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this: a lot of times the conservatives miss the boat when it comes to policy types of things or the spirit of a um, a law or the spirit of even a question in an interview. Uh, when you make somebody feel like they can't, they're not in a capacity to lead by being single. Seth, you and I believe this. And Cliff, I don't know where you're at for this, but I'm just going to say for you. the benefit of the doubt. He worships Thor. I was there. That it's pretty uh, weird. Pretty cool, actually. As a New Testament believing Christian, we concede that Paul has said it's better to not be married. I know. He said, it's better to not be married because you can lead Bible. in a stronger capacity and because your concern is concentrated in an area that exactly. isn't distracted by exactly. raising a family or having a wife. Well, why would Christians listen to a Bible, though, Sean? That's ludicrous. But how dare <laughs> Lindsey Graham not be married? He, he looked like he was going to cry. Here's the thing. It bums me. I'm registered non-parson. Because I hate everyone. That's just my thing. But, Word. Word but the, the thing is this. You have this old man. They could have asked him anything. They could have said, what do you think about abortion, refugees, guns, state rights? They went right for, why aren't you married? And it wasn't the first interview. And he looked like he was going to cry. It reminded me of like when my op- when my grandma was still alive. Like, dude, of all the questions, why is that pertinent? Yes. When does that ever? And by the way, we've had some married dudes in office. Not the best dudes to well, their wife. All about yeah, it's all about getting the action. <laughs> yeah. Like, but Clinton was married. Exactly, he's all about the action. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, but oh, here's man. how it is. Like, everybody has a passion project, right? Right. Everybody does. I don't care. And if you don't, I mean, you can have your family, you can have all that stuff, but what makes you an individual is pretty much your passion project, mm-hmm. right? Like, what it is that gets you up in the morning. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I have an interesting anecdote about what you're saying right now. Okay, good. Okay, and this is going to get personal, and I don't know if you guys know this. He does, probably. But in March, in March, I was with an ex, hmm. and her and I had, were trying to try one last time. Hmm. We got pregnant, okay? We got pregnant, and of course, my passion project for the last year has been RCK. Right. Like, that is that is my dream. I've been practicing martial arts since i've been in high school yeah so yeah. 25 years on and off albeit but 25 years i practice martial arts i practice with all of the best instructors in town all of them i practice with all of them and i've been at a intermediate level with all of them so mm-hmm. that's my project like that's that that's that gets me up in the morning but when when my when my ex and i decided that we wanted to try it again and I mean, we've been on and off for four and a half years or so, on and off. Yeah. But I mean, 
she has been the love of my life for a long time. So, when we got pregnant, one of her contentions was, I don't want you to give up your passion project for me, right? Mm, yeah. Right? So then, basically, I was forced to choose between her and my passion project. Hmm. Well, of course, I'm going to choose family before my passion project, right? Hmm. Right. Always. Always. There's just, there's just, there's no questioning that I don't think. No. So I told her, I said, look, we're not talking about a gym. Like the gym will go on. There's plenty of people there that can step mm. in and help with the gym. Mm. I mean, you know, it might not be me, but it can still happen. Like, I, I, I believe that everybody after a while is replaceable, right? That you'll, you'll find somebody suitable eventually. I don't care who it is. So when you do do that, I mean, it was, uh, her contention was, I don't want to take you away from that. But when you, when you don't have that, then you can focus on your passion project. So as a leader of the free world, right? Like if that's your only focus, why would that not be good? Yeah. Right? <laughs> why would that? Nothing Seriously, else like, is distracting right? you. You have no other distractions other than you have no outside distractions. You're just focused on making your country that you lead better. Yeah. How is that not good? And I believe that anybody that has a sole focus, whether it's family or it's it's just like me, RCK, or butts. whether you love butts or yeah, like, that's Sean. Oh, we love Brennan's butt, don't we? <laughs> that guy. Happy birthday to Brennan, by the way. Yeah, I know happy we, birthday. <laughs> it looks like two can hands July, walking away from me. July tenth, two thousand nineteen, is Brennan's birthday. Oh, I, happy I hate, birthday! I hate to see you leave, but I love to watch you walk away. Right, right. So, whatever your passion project is, if that's your only passion project. How does that not make you more capable to do that better? Oh, if you have gosh. no distractions. like Yeah, yeah. But we've put so much weight into being married. I've never been married. Probably will never get married. When I was out of high school, I was engaged to my oh, high okay. school sweetheart. And we were we had a date. She had a ring. And we were there, right? But yeah. it just didn't work out. Yeah. So since then, I mean, you know, I, I decided that I wanted to be... I've decided that I wanted to find what made me happy. And of course it's taken years, but still, I mean, if it's, if, if it's your passion project, if it's what wakes you up in the morning, I don't think it matters, but there's so much social pressure. Oh my gosh. Like, why, why wouldn't somebody that's single be able to lead whatever they're? <laughs> why not? Right. I mean, that, that makes total sense. Like all this pressure though to be married. Like, come on, dude. I mean, think, think about this. I don't know if I've ever had a friend where I was like, hey, before we hang out, are you married? Uh, what's your girlfriend like? <laughs> yeah. When I hung out with Sean, it was because he watched these three kids jump me, did nothing. And I uh, I watched. I didn't do nothing. I was yeah, sitting there no, watching. He had right. my back, though, when I almost yeah. got my ass kicked yeah. by a bunch of soccer hooligans. Yeah. 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 See? Thanks, Sean. I never. With the girl that I almost had it. Yeah. I, I remember I, her. <laughs> I never picked a friend based on who they were dating. It was like, Sean just became my friend. It was kind of seamless. Brennan saw me tear apart my house and just randomly decided to be my friend. And then my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law is like, well, you knocked up my sister. I guess we'll be friends. But he just, <laughs> it, it, it was never based on that where I have tons of friends who aren't married and none of it affects their character. None of it affects their attributes. But they still have this thing, and I saw it. I'm sorry, but Boy Meets World made it so enticing because they looked so happy of, oh, if you just found the one. And I'm going to quote Matt Chandler here and say something that's not popular, <laughs> and that's fine. 
Matt Chandler talked about, he said, okay, when you guys hear this, he says, I'm not saying this to be mean. And he's been with his wife like 20 years, but he says this, I want you to hear this. He said, I could be happy with another woman. And they look at him like shocked. He goes, no. He goes, I could find someone. He goes, I'm not going to leave my wife. He goes, now that I'm with her, I'm with her. He goes, but I could have found someone with her personality, who I was attracted to at the right time, been married, been happy. He goes, now, she's the one I met. She's the one I chose and has my ring. So now, okay, I'm dedicated. That's, she's it. She's the one now. He goes, but this idea that there's only one person on this whole planet who you could ever be attracted to, relate to, when there's all these personalities, all this experience, and that fate. And I've seen atheists do this. They go, well, the one. And they believe in this fate. Which is, it's crazy, right? Versus saying, and Matt Chandler said this, he goes, I love her, but she is just a woman. She is a human being who met me at this time. We got married. We were both broken. We both had issues, abuse. He ended up, by the way, this guy ended up getting a brain tumor, which, by the way, you don't plan for that in marriage. Right. But he happened to meet someone who said, okay, I'll stick with you. This idea of I have to be with this one. And you know why it's dangerous? You meet someone and think they're the one. And then when you break it, what happens? Someone puts a gun in their mouth because they go, oh, that was the one. Versus saying, no, I love my wife. I'm going to be with her thick and thin. She's dealt with my crap. She's seen the worst of me. And she's the one. But to believe, to lie to myself and go, no, there's no other woman I could ever connect with, be attracted to. And it's true for her. She could have been at a different, you know, place at a different time. She could have met a different person with a personality that she got. All these things. Now, we happen to end up together. But to make all this pressure of, I have to meet the one. It has to be perfect. I have to be a perfect husband. It has to work out in this stupid wang that's 30 grand. And suddenly my life will be fixed. Are we really shocked at the divorce rate? Because you walk in and a month in you go, this isn't Neverland. I thought this is going to fix it. Wait, I thought you were going to do this. I thought you were going to get rid of my depression, my bipolar. I thought you'd get rid of this. I thought you'd get rid of the fact I was molested as a kid. I thought you'd heal this wound. I thought the sex would be perfect even when you're sick. What if, what if your spouse is in the military, gets injured? Do you ditch him? What if they have an immuno disease? Like autoimmune disease is a problem. What, what if, if they get in a car wreck and, and lose, what, lose a limb? Right. Yeah. What if they get crippled? What if they – this whole stupid idea from Hollywood, which is mainly rich white people, that – you're going to fall in love. You know what? Some of the best times with my wife were not these grand gestures. They were when she just looked at me and said, I still got your back. And the time we grew closest, actually, actually, and this is when I was fully, like, even recommitted, was when she was dying in the hospital. And I went, no, I'm not giving up. And all I was thinking about was, and if she does leave, I will raise our boys to the end. I'll figure it out. I don't know how, but I'll raise our boys. It wasn't some grand gesture all the time. It wasn't that I'm racing to stop her from a cab going to New York or some crap. It was, she literally it's saw the life. worst of me. When I lost my fight, it was her at home. She goes, I'm so proud of you. And we just sat on the couch alone. None of the crowd was there. None of the people whose opinion I thought I had to win. It was that. And yet TV and movies have been like, you have to have these grand gestures. It's going to be perfect. No, you have miscarriages. You have kids who die. You get cancer. You have people get blown up. You have life. You have life. You get, you have someone who gets Alzheimer's. (laughs) Right. Look at Nicholas Sparks. He has murdered more people than Dahmer. Look at that. Look at that. Nicholas Sparkinson's disease. Just, and you know what? My (laughs) wife right now, she has arthritis. So when she can't move her leg, do I ditch her? No. Well, That's no, what we hang with out. It. Yeah, I you, carried her couch. You ice her f- leg yeah. and we eat wa- it up. We watch Stranger Things. I have a beer and I get up. I go my freaking job. 
That's it. Sponsored by bitterness. <laughs> well, the other thing <laughs> That's is... all I got. You're welcome. That's my <laughs> TED Talk. Son, go to bed. The other thing with that is in relationships, people change. And it doesn't even necessarily yeah. mean a Or marriage. they really show their true colors. Well, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. That's why I, I murdered that's what my happened. first Or wife. during that courting time. And this right. happens with friends sure. and potential wives. with everybody, yes. People put on a mask... Because they want you to like them. A yep. skin mask. And they you kill want you. someone and take their face <laughs> and you, and you wear it. Like, and and then there's a dead homeless person. The cops go, you did. You go, no, I didn't. And your friends Sometimes, don't show up to court. And uh, Thanks, like, Sean. When we're born <laughs> and we're, we like live till we're five years old, we have learned from our upbringing. Oh, already. Yeah. What makes people love us and what makes people not love us. And unfortunately, because most of our parents weren't very good at this. What? We learn very unhealthy ways to put on this mask to the world so that people will love us, so that we will receive love. And we continue doing that through the rest of our life. And so when you're, when you meet a new friend, sometimes you're totally full of crap acting like you are into something or putting up with something about them that bothers you because you're just trying to receive that love, even if it's from a friend. Like, yeah. a right. friend that you, that's not romantic in any way. I'm not talking about like friend zone friend. I'm talking about like me and Seth were friends. Yeah. When I first met Seth, I, I tried told to him act I was Puerto Rican. I, was. I told him I yeah. was rich. Seth and was he believed totally you just like everybody else does. I was like, I am Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully that friendship lasts yeah. long enough. That that mask can come off and you can be your authentic self to that person and you can still accept each other in that. But with marriage, that's unbelievably hard because you go – because there's buyer's remorse sometimes. You're like, you said you were this person, yeah. but now that we've signed this contract for the rest of life – you're this other person and I want, where's the returns department? Yeah. But that's the thing is exactly. the purpose of the marriage. Is, right? Well, and the purpose of marriage is not that you get, not that you get what you signed up for. The purpose of marriage is that both of you are growing as individuals. Right. And so like my messed upness helps my wife grow. Her messed upness helps me grow. And both of us working it out together helps our marriage grow. And how long you've been married? Just so the viewers, because I people get shocked. It'll right? be sixteen years. Sixteen years. And your how old? I'm thirty five. Okay. Sixteen years. Pretty sure he's been exactly. holding it down though. He came. I was a custodian, hey, and he broke into my work, threw a dodgeball at me while I was vacuuming, and goes, "Hey, I got engaged." And I was like, "Cool, can I do my job?" I was like, "Because I'd like to do my job." And he's like. Oh yeah, cool man. And he left, but yeah, he hit me but with the dodgeball. Seth ball. was showing jealousy at the time. I was show. I I was oh. like, how dare you? <laughs> well, that's because all of us ex XXX guys, yes, have hard times with yeah <laughs> with the women. Yeah, yeah. Well, Seth was just for all relationships. <laughs> I only destroyed but, every relationship except this mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. But again, it's even hard. If you're as genuine as possible going into a relationship, which after a few bad ones, it's not hard to be pretty genuine. And sure, just you get be like, you just say, this is me. Yeah. Take me or leave me. This is me. I'm yeah, not going to exactly. act like somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, you can change over time. If you and want so, to, right. That's true. Well, and <laughs> for, the, yeah, for the worse, for the better. Some reflection, right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, even then, like, you can change just because. Your body's changing right. and you become a different person. And like, so like yeah. you can, without trying, 
enter a relationship with somebody when you're 15, and by the time you're 20, you're a totally different person. Totally. Even if you don't want to be. Even if you're trying your best to stay the same person, you change. And, like, again, that's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, um, I mean, outside of marriage, sometimes that means friends grow apart. Or sometimes that it's means friends enough. stay friends forever. And you can still even be when they're friends, different right. people. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like you, because our friendship isn't based on either of us feeling satisfied. No. Our friendship is based on both of us are helping each other to grow. Right. Both of us are good for each other in each other's life. And right. that's what I think like friendship and I'm marriage. Such both a good is. friend. So weird. Like, so, just... so good. He made me grow in patience <laughs> and, uh, knowledge of criminal law. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thickness of skin around my genitalia. Mm. I, yeah. That helps. Not that I would know. What else? How, how else did you help me grow? So, so I, <laughs> so here's the thing. Well, friendship, that's another thing. It's like, even with that, like, those are people you choose. You don't, have to be with the ch- friendship. That's the family you choose. And it's so crazy because you could have said, I'm not going to be friends with Seth. He has a terrible temper. He flips out. He snaps at everyone. He keeps getting in trouble with the law, all this. But we chose that. But here's the funny thing. I know it's this too. Because we didn't give up and quit as friends when it was eat, when it was hard, there's a familiarity now. And we actually grew into something greater, but we had to get past that time. There's some people I've seen in relationships who a second it gets hard, they're out of there. And, and I'm, right. and I'm not saying you stay for abuse. That's terrible. But like, there's people that go, this is hard. I'm done. I've known people though, who have been friends 30 years or been married 30 years. And they go, man, I'm glad I stuck it out. Cause it just, it was, it was so, you know, they got to a point where it was like, Oh, like we learned things about each other and we fought through things and we dealt with stuff. And I'll say this about relationships. I don't agree with the whole thing of I'm marrying you just to change you into someone else. But I don't think there's anything wrong with marrying a spouse who goes, I want to see you become the truest version of you. Like she, like seeing like, okay, you portray this fake image or this fake stuff and you've shown me a real you. I want to see you get to a place where you can be the realest version. Where you can actually be you before all the wounds, before all the scars, before all the abuse, the person you really were growing up, who you wanted to be, and they're going to drive you towards that. I'm fine with that. My wife has made me where I go, I feel more myself versus saying, no, I'm marrying you to turn you into something I think or some vision I have for my insecurities and weakness. Because it's one thing to become more yourself. It's another thing to say, oh, my partner wants me to become this other person yeah, I've never totally, been. Totally. My wife has made it where it's almost like I've recovered who I was before all the fronts, before all the masks, where I can go, you know what? Actually, no, I, I like writing poetry. No, I like saying I love you. No, I martial arts is fun. Or no, I I rather tell people I care. No, I rather just hang out and be by myself. Instead of like, no, 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 here's the false shadow self I had to do to earn love all these years. Yeah, That's but, okay. But you but. know what? You have to give yourself, you saw that in her. Yeah. You saw that she was a good person and she wanted to actually be your friend. Yeah, that's true. Aside yeah. from all that other bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody says you should marry your best friend. Well, how many people do, right? Yeah. I think that's a lie a lot well, of times. No, but you have, <laughs> yeah. you have, you guys have married your best friend. Like, because your best friend sticks with you, whatever it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You have enough of it. You have enough history and you have enough past and you appreciate them for what they've done for you or who you are. 
they want you to succeed. I mean, your best friend, whoever it is, like if it's just like an old buddy or your yeah. wife, or, they got your back. They want right, to see they've you. Got your fucking back, yeah. and that's yeah. that's the point. Like, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's it's luck because no one lucks into something like that. But once they told you, once she told you, I want, or once she she. You know, once you got the idea that she wanted you to be you, you just decided to be you. And she, she knew that friendship is about that. And it, and it doesn't matter what, like, on the whole passion thing, right? Like, you can be married to anything, right? Yeah. So as long as you show, right. It doesn't matter. Like, a gym. Ceramic. You guys are married. I'm married to a gym. Like, I really am. I'm married to a gym. Your gym hurts my legs. Your (laughs) wife kicks my legs. That's what I'm saying. She's, she's mean. Your wife is a rough But I love mean women, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, actually, (laughs) that's my problem. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, it's your, it's your best friend. Like, they'll, they'll allow you to be you. Like, the gym, yeah. Even though it's an inanimate object, but it's full of personalities, it allows me to be me. Mm. Like they still come back. I mean, I can be myself, and they still come back, right? And that's that's the goal. The goal is is to meet somebody where you can be you, and they come back. Oh. They're mm. like, wow, this person is very interesting, or this person has my best interest. In-. Because look, you can't develop a relationship with anyone without being yourself. Oh, it'll fail. You yeah. can't. You'll fail because eventually it'll come out, and when it comes out, someone is either. Going to be surprised by it, <laughs> turned off by it, or love even more, and that's weird in itself because I put on this this front this whole time, right? Mm. So when I decide to be myself, whether or not you liked me then, or you like me now, it still wasn't my genuine self. So yeah, when you decide yeah. to be your genuine self, and someone still has your back, that's something to cherish, right? That's your best buddy, and I think that like we. We are all ourself, you know, like there is, uh, our true self in there somewhere. Right. But, uh, like unmasking that is almost a lifelong process. That's a journey. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, it's like, I don't even know who I am really. You know what I well, mean? Who does, Let alone right? ever people. Yeah. But you I won't think know like until you're on your deathbed. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, he's the only one. I think he's Keanu God for president. <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves for president. He's Please. the only one I think who gently wakes up. He goes, Yeah, I'm good. And just yeah, lays me. back down. I'm me. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> he's okay. Whereas I, I wake up, I'm all, Ah, I have to go to work. I'm all, Oh, I'm alive again. I'm all, Am I still alive? I'm all, Ah, oh, this existence. My son's like, I love you. I'm all, what does that mean? I just jump out the window. It's like, oh, yeah. I have to say though, the, the, <laughs> the relationship culture is stupid here. But the, you can make we, anything as a relationship, right? Well, yeah, but that's like, what I'm saying is right. like what we're raised to believe is like a man or idiotic. Woman. Right. Like, it's a man or woman. It, I literally can... married my wife because when I first met her, she had a Volkswagen bug. And one time I was behind a Volkswagen bug in a turn lane and I was in a Jeep oh, and our this. turn signals synced perfectly. <laughs> this is, you know I'm what I mean? And you know how turn signals, you know, yeah, turn I, know. Signals? I always watch that too. They're always, they're off. always, they're always wait, off they're a in, little bit. They're blink, blink, them blink, off. blink, blink. I'm blink, so glad blink, I'm not the only one. Blink, 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 and they get off. Right, but they were perfectly in sync for like over a minute, and I was like, "Is this?" I, I was uh, at the time uh, ignorant Christian, but I was like, "Is this God telling me something?" And then later, I meet this girl, and she was the one in the bug, and I was like, "Well, 
clearly I have to meet her. And I also have <laughs> had a lot of weird dreams and stuff. That's <laughs> that's dumb. Because no, but everything that I was believing, dumb, I don't know, everything that I was believing that a relationship with her was supposed to do for me was dumb. And unfortunately, I didn't have enough people pulling me aside to say, hey, listen, like what you're investing in in marriage isn't these things that you think it is. Like, and what you, what what's important about a relationship isn't these things that you think. And I, I, although like I'm super happy and I'm with my wife and it's been 16 years and like my wife and I are catching up on Seth and I's relationship as far as time. Seth and I have been friends for 20, 26 years. years. 26 years. <laughs> my wife and I have only uh, been known each other for like 18 years. Right. Uh, so she's like gaining on him and it's good. Because yeah. it's good. It's, you know, we're it getting really closer is. and all this stuff. It really is. Yeah. But I, I think what I'm saying is like, I'm, I'm very happy in my marriage and I'm so happy about it, but I was absolutely freaking autistic going into it. I had no idea. I don't know if that's offensive to say. Oh, no, it but is. I literally had no idea <laughs> what marriage was, how marriage worked, how who doesn't I, who, I, I, Look, look, Sean. I'm 45 and I still don't know. <laughs> I get it. Oh, so that's what I'm you'll saying. get there. You'll get there. I just don't had a be friend. An old maid. This is a bad. <laughs> I went out the other night with an old friend that her night used to date 15 years, 18 years ago. Okay. Wow. And we went out and we had a great time. And she's married. And all she could keep saying is like, "You'll find the one. You'll find the one. You'll find the one." It's like I found it. It's it's RCK. It's all the people there, right? right. Like hmm. it's 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 fine. It's it's fine. I mean, I can't. You know, I can be intimate with that place. I mean, it it wakes me up in the morning. Whatever it is that wakes you up. But she was so funny. She's like, "You're you're a great man. Like, you know, how come we didn't work? And what happened to us? And you know, you you're so different now. And but I don't remember what happened then. And and I'm just like, you know, we're just different people. Like, I didn't know." From Shinola, right? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I had yeah. no. I had no idea. We're sponsored by Shinola. Delicious. <laughs> Shinola, way to way to shine your boots, buddy. In the 1930s. Anyways, so I was like, I was like, look, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. We were probably the same person. I mean, yeah. where we met was at the gym. So like, that was a total meat market, right? She yeah, just. Yeah. She was just the one I was like, oh, wow, you're on the Stairmaster in front of me. I should totally talk to this one, right? Which is what I told her. I'm like, like, yeah, that's sort of every every (laughs) solid relationship. You look good on the Stairmaster. (laughs) No, but, and I mean, that was it. Like, I was like, we were young. I didn't know. I I mean, I have no idea what I was doing then. And, but that's the point. Well, like you said, grow, grow with your partner, right? Like, make sure that you have a foundation set up. And whatever partner that is, work, you know, like business, personal, or or romantic, that you have that foundation. I See, broke up with a girl once because I didn't want to have to drive 14 minutes. Well. She didn't She didn't do anything wrong, but I didn't want to pay for the gas, so I broke up with her. Um, it's called a long-distance long relationship. I, I, think, so. I think, like, I'm not 100% sure. but They I, never work. But I think she's the one who threw a candle at me. But I just, I really, I was like... And I think I told her a relative was dying, but like, I just really didn't want to have to drive. And I didn't like the idea of having to have these conversations on the phone. And I think I broke up with her and then got in a fist fight because it just made me you feel think. better. 
You don't even know, you slut. You probably did. Well, I, I, it was what, 14 minutes. What Goodness. I'm saying is gas prices under Clinton. Come on. I think ridiculous. We, Thanks, we're Obama. All, we all have mentorship or discipleship relationships, right? Right. I have my son and maybe a few other people. Right. I'm perfect. I don't know. What you're and about. you have plenty of people, Cliff, who are like, uh, you know, I'm, I love, Cliff. I learn every I day. I learn every day. RCK, can I tell you how many people. guys have told me they appreciate you? Yeah, people I mean that. Love me too. You, Cliff. Like, seriously, I see you, you're hitting pads. You don't see this. And they're going, wait, hold on. And they want to see how you're throwing stuff. And then I go, you do not look at sensei in the eyes. And I <laughs> ax kick him in the jaw. But no, th- we appreciate you, man. We look, always, uh, we appreciate I am, I am invested in everybody there. There's this mentorship <laughs> relationship <laughs> and maybe the next generation won't be so clueless as to relationships as we yeah. were. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe there can be a small amount of improvement. Maybe I can teach my son how to approach a woman and, and, and approach marriage with mm. just just even a barely slightly better opinion than I had. And that will be good. And maybe the, all the people that you influence, which is a lot, Cliff, right. maybe just through learning from your wisdom, same thing. And then maybe the next generation, we won't have so many people so heartbroken and so messed up in relationships because they're okay with themselves. Right. And they're, and they love themselves and they have their passion project and they're okay with that without having to, without that having to only be in the context of marriage. And I think right. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And well, I'm disappointed happens. in my parents' generation. That's all <laughs> no, I, I am too. They didn't teach they us to have the passion project. And you know, I hope that, I hope that everybody understands it. I just hope that, and we talk about this a lot, like, just treat people with the human element, right? Like, that's what I try to do. I treat everyone with the human element. They're all humans. It's all humanity. We're all there for a common goal. Except the Dutch. The Dutch, the freaky deaky Bloody Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> Dirty. Scared of two things. Take your wooden clogs. <laughs> but they did invent Ernesto Hoost, oh, Rob Kamen. Ramon Deckers, Ramon Deckers. Oh, Robin Van Roosman, Peter Ertz, good old Lucy, 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 uh, Lou, Lucy, Lou, Lucy, 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 Ramon Roosman. You throw the hook, you do the bio, it's so good. You do good. You're all right. You throw the kick. All right. It's okay. Seth. Yes. It's your job. Wrap this up. Oh, am I asking a question or doing the zippity zappity? Oh, you can ask a question. No, we we have a time frame. Be an adult. Do we? His son's going to bed because no, he said eight, but it's eight oh one right now. Uh, He (laughs) so my son got Sean's son into smoking, and they both quit. They're being grumpy. Quit again. Uh, Nobody likes a quitter. A grumpy little Dickens. Just being a bunch of scamps saying, why don't I have cigarettes? Where's mom? Why aren't you paying scamps. the mortgage? Shout out to Coughing. Jason Wes Cundell yeah. at Artwork Rebels for using the word scamps. At, uh, um, but yeah, um, I'll say this. There are lots of podcasts with more followers than this. Why? But they all hate America and they're on cocaine. It's I got yelled at for saying wife beater. I'm like... That's what they said on Fourth Street. Okay, it says it on the tag. We didn't call, <laughs> we didn't call it an a shirt or a white tank top. I said a white tank top. I got three wife beaters from Savers for four ninety nine. So, Charlene, go out and get me some 
white tank tops. Hold on, not just shouting. You gotta say Tiffany Lynn. Tiffany Lynn shouting. Tiffany Lynn. Tara Lynn. Tara Lynn. I need I need a new CD from that skinhead and a white beta. If you can come back with that Keystone light before the NASCAR starts. Keystone. Before I watch Blue Bloods on TV, I gotta. I gotta start before Blue Buds and Everybody Loves Raymond comes on because the antenna is going out. Charlene. Charlene. I want to be culturally sensitive. <laughs> Tiffany, Jennifer, and Belinda. <laughs> Tarlin. Tarlin's one. Get favorite. Tommy, Billy, Shawnee, Danny, and Ronnie and go down to the store. We need. <laughs> oh, you massholes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, need, I need that Keystone light before your mug gets home from a third job at the 7 Eleven. So. Oh, I could really go for a lobster. I really lobster. That cra- that's not the only way to get crabs. Is back in Boston. <laughs> I remember when my dad and I went on a trip and we got crabs. It was so good. Mm, I remember that. I was like, Dad. and On he the did- beach, right? I said, hey, it was really good getting crabs with you. And he said, this is why we don't hang out. And I was like, all right. So I pushed him in the water. Like, get bit. He he fell in the water. I said, oh, not so tough now, old man. Oh, my arthritis. The beautiful rocky coast. Arthritis. Your mustache don't look that great now, eh, pa? Why don't you go go back to Dorchester? Go back to Dorchester. Why don't you go back? (laughs) mustache. Why why don't you hang out in New York with those Mets fans and see how they do, eh? Yeah. And then the cops murdered him. So, you know. Your mustache ain't that. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. Grill up. (laughs) Grill up? (laughs) Grill up some uh, fried bologna and, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I I love how bologna is spelled just like Colonel. Yeah. (laughs) Bologna. I got a job at the restaurant as a grilla. I'm a grilla. I got lobster from Dorchester. uh, Park the car in the parlor. Ah, Matt. <laughs> Mass. I Gun love how mass. any Boston person would be here and be like, "You are an ignorant, stupid cracker." I'm like, "Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dusty white." It's all right. It's but bad. then you it's have the small. icy whites, the one in Finland. Oh, and to be honest, oh they're the ones oh you should hate. And as a pastor, I can say that oh, they should is, die. Which is weird because <laughs> the sun in the summer is almost always out in Finland. Is it? Isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the days oh, are long. Yeah, the well, why don't long. they speak American then, eh? If they the love days Jesus, are long, Wisconsin, the water's eh? blue. If you're gonna love Jesus, you'll speak English like he did. All right. Yeah. All right. He, he got was a, an English man with he, his bad teeth and everything. He got and wear a, a white tank top. He yeah, got he up did. every day, spoke American, listened to Ilaren Skinnerd. He put his burger. white tank Worked top on Ford. one arm at a time. Yep. Yeah. It just. White tank. I'm Word sorry. Hey, and to everyone offended, that was 4th Street. I'm sorry. You didn't say, hey, that's a nice A shirt. You'd say, where's my wife beater? And always has stain on it. You know why? Because I was beating people and getting blood on it. And, and they you had loved it the mac and cheese. Oh, it was because I was eating chili. De- yeah, mac chili and cheese, dogs with right. American yeah. cheese on it. No, it was because people <laughs> cheated football, a.k.a. you, Scott. You think Scott, I forgot, Scott? Nick. I think Smilinac? that was Nick. Smilinac? Scott, listen. All right. This is 30 years ago. You cheated at football. All right, you got mad when I tackled you. That's your fault for your face hitting there and bleeding. We can cheat. Who the f is Scott? Some guy. Uh, we playing football. Is Scott smile, Nick. So he was from Braxton down south. <laughs> down south. <laughs> so oh, God, south. Okay. No, <laughs> no. Carry the football then. Quit, quit hugging, expecting it's flag football. I tackled him. Yeah, they hadn't done the pavement right, and he fell on glass. But that's his fault for falling for me pushing him and making him fall. 
If he would have had good balance, you. he wouldn't have fallen. In the name of the Father, peace be with you. <laughs> In the name of the Father. Look, this is all I'm saying. I won that game, Scott, and you know I won that game. Yeah, I had my high school brother come in and cheat, but that still counts. I think my brother threatened him. He was like, you're going to let him score his touchdown. Because we'd tackle and I'd punch him. He lived across the street, right? On Linwood? He lived on Linwood, didn't he? Yeah, Linwood. You know my house is bulldozed now, right? That's true. Yes. Yeah. I peed on it. I was like, took that, Dad. Shut one of those stickers with the guy peeing on the Ford symbol. Oh, gosh. Like you peeing on your If house. only I was that peeing cool. Peeing on his yeah. childhood. Fooling you with that white trash. Uh, Dude. Then I went such home. Such a meta sticker. <laughs> yeah, such a meta. I went home, had Smittix, and watched, uh, what was it, Rescue Me? Had some Smittix. And watched watch it Rescue departed. Me. Departed. You just, look. Yeah, departed. Yeah. You dropped your ass and A's. and yeah. Durster. All right. You want me to say it? You say the thing. And Cliff can... If you it. have issues with anything I said, so email Sean at TalesFromDitchAndGmail.com. Get Ben Pissa! Because I don't answer emails because I use a VPN application at work, which goes around firewall and Wi-Fi. the VPN. And uh, I can I have such a great story about that for you guys later. I can't answer it because it shows I'm going in from Singapore and it won't let me log in. Uh, your virtual private there. network, though, is straight yeah. to your email. <laughs> this one made me log in. It said, can you... It said, can we send you... So here's the problem. It's through a different email. It said, can we send you something to show this is really you? And I went, no. nope. And I backed out. Cause I, I cannot. Because currently my phone, I was like, why is it when I'm on Amazon, it shows everything from Singapore or in like a language. So I switched to Germany and same thing. I couldn't read that. So it's I just, all captcha. So, prove you're not a robot. You're so like, I just texted Sean and I said, hey, can you respond to this email? So tailsfromditchgmail.com. That's where uh, you bring issues to. Um, and, uh, what? It's tailsfromditchgmail.com. What's the issue? <laughs> that's what you bring the issues to? Yeah, tells her did she bring the issues? Why? I thought that's bring where the they send issues. Bring the noise. I thought that's where they send complaints to about yeah, you. Yeah, but they also can send compliments or donations. How many? We've gotten some compliments. We did get some donations. You've gotten some compliments. We've gotten two donations. We got one compliment. We've gotten two donations. No, we get in compliments all the time. Do you want that's me? Cool. You want me to close this hour while your son's got to go to bed? I'm ready. You got to say good night to his mass. His mass. Zip it up. Shout out to RCK and Brennan and Carlos. <laughs> yes, yes. Brennan and Carlos and Pete. Pete, the killer. Hockey Pete on Sexy, Instagram. Sexiest champion Hockey ever. X Pete on Instagram. And happy birthday to Brennan Mischler. Happy birthday. May your balls always be old. May your ass always look good. Mm. May you always have gray hair on your chin and you're only 30. Yeah, Don't know what that's about. Yeah. But you're still a bad mofo. Bonaparte, man. Good night. Zip it up. Zip it up. <laughs> <laughs>